0: This show has been about the windows of possibilities, and it's been about having the understanding that in life, there's falling down moments, and we can still create success in our life. And for years, I interviewed lots of guests as examples of this is possible for them, and it wasn't just this nice, straight line to this level of success. There was these falling down moments, actually going down wrong paths, Ariane, Debonvoisin talked about climbing a ladder and achieving the ladder, but realizing it was the wrong ladder, right? So I've been talking about this over and over again, and because so often we're so hard on ourselves thinking that, oh, this isn't possible for me, I can't really accomplish my dreams, or these things are happening, so it's not going to happen my dreams, and what I'm here to share with you is that it is possible to live our dream. And I'm also inviting you today to take a look at where you're already living your dream. So we're going to talk about living the dream today. And before we do that, I have to do, this is not a sponsorship, but I just have to do a couple celebrations. Drive to Survive. The season five is back. So if you haven't watched it, one of my favorite things is Drive to Survive. It doesn't have to be yours. I've even, some of my clients have even gotten involved in watching Drive to Survive. It's just fascinating to watch humans. And the thing that I love about it is that they understand they're in a piranha filled cutthroat business, right? It's a really, really harsh business and they realize it and. I personally would not want to be in that business. That does not work for me. I was watching an episode last night and I'm like, oh, that would be really hard betrayal. And I would really struggle with that. So it's really important that we go into businesses, into work, into relationships with our eyes wide open. And sometimes because of our cultural programming of what we think we're supposed to experience, we may not see it. That's a whole other episode that I can talk about later, because today I'm going to be talking about living the dream. So drive to survive, go in there as a compassionate observer, look at human behavior. And as Toto says, right, it's not a documentary. It's more like Top Gun than it is a documentary. So it is there for entertainment. And new plug, Formula One season has begun. So I watch those as well. But That will be, I guess, Netflix season six. I didn't actually watch the live season until the fall because I was going through all those Netflix shows and getting through all the seasons, but it's actually kind of fun now because I I do know how things end, but I like the, the Netflix show because it's kind of the behind the scenes of what they allow you to see, right? And the stories they want you to have, but I like seeing both sides of it. So I have it on my DVR. I was going to say TiVo, but I don't have a TiVo anymore, but on my DVR the Formula One season, and we're watching Drive to Survive. So those are, those are some entertainment things. I also want to do a shout out. I don't know if I've talked about it, but one of my favorite books, my, my favorite authors is Taylor Jenkins Reid. And one of my daughters was telling me about her and saying, oh my gosh, you've got to read this book. You've got to read this book. And it was The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. And wow, that was such a great book. And it was so fun to allow myself, give myself the permission to go and play in this fiction world for so long. I mean, I've been doing this show for what, 16 years. And there was a time that I had two guests on a week. I used to do two live radio shows, two 60 minute shows. And often because I love to read and I love to learn, my guests had a book. And so I was reading those and I am a slow reader. But I've read a lot of nonfiction books over the years, and I didn't have the space or wouldn't give myself that permission to go and read or to watch TV, right? But obviously, I do give myself that permission. That's part of my play. And Taylor Jenkins Reid is awesome. And I'm so excited because she has a uh, book called Daisy Jones and the Six, and I've read it and listened it to on audiobook, which I highly, highly recommend. It's fun to hear the different characters. A little bit harder to get into that book than the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, but it's coming out as a show. I think it's going to be on Prime. I'm so excited. I feel like the winter was dry. There were like not a lot of shows, but I've tried to survive. I have Daisy Jones and the Six. Ted Lasso's coming out. I'm pretty, pretty excited about all of that. But Taylor Jenkins read is fantastic. So I'm always like wanting to share. I love to read all of her books. I've just enjoyed them deeply. And what I like, if you haven't figured it out, is once I like something, I just like to go deeper into it versus trying to find something new. It reduces like my own brain juice. Okay, so... As we get started with today, I want to share a new feeling word with you all from Atlas of the Heart. Last week, I shared with you the word wonder and what that meant. And today, I'm going to share with you awe. Brene says, when feeling awe, we tend to simply stand back and observe to provide a stage for the phenomenon to shine. I'm going to read that again so that you can absorb it more. When feeling awe, we tend to simply stand back and observe to provide a stage for the phenomenon to shine. She also states that researchers have found that awe leads people to cooperate, share resource, and sacrifice for others, and causes them to fully appreciate the value of others and see themselves more accurately evoking humility. Some research even believe that awe inducing events may be one of the fastest and most powerful methods of personal change and growth. The reason I share that with you is my invitation at the end of this is to be in awe in parts of your life so let 's go into living the dream. Maybe you have those gremlin voices in the back of your head. Is that even possible? It's not possible for somebody like me. You know, my old voice was, I'm a loser from Loser Street or I'm not enough yet. I don't know enough. I don't do enough. I'm just not enough yet, right? Once I get to here and then we have these big, hairy, audacious goals that totally seem impossible without a structure that's built and then we beat ourselves up when we don't achieve it, right? But we're like, no, I'm supposed to make this big, hairy, audacious goal. So since... I was 21 and when I started coaching swimming was I'd been in the business of helping people achieve their dreams. And the other thing that's really important is getting really clear about what's the promise of when you achieve that dream. What's your reason, as Simon Sinek would say, what's your reason why? I ask my clients often, what's the promise of that? So I'm going to give you some examples of dreams that become reality, right? It can be, we had this dream when we were younger. And we're very culturally programmed to believe that, you know, one of the destinations for us is to get married and to live happily ever after, right? Like I poke at that a lot with the fairy tales, but getting married is the dream. And then you may be going, gosh, being married is really, really hard. It is really hard, right? Being with somebody year in and year out, raising children, it's hard. And it's also the dream, having kids, maybe that was your dream. You really wanted to have kids and you got pregnant. The pregnancy may have been easy, may have been hard, maybe had lots of morning sickness, right? And then you had the birth and then you go and you're living the dream. You have this baby that you so badly wanted. And then they have colic at four or five in the afternoon. (laughs) Again, it's no easy street, right? It's not a promised land. Oftentimes I'm working with clients to want to get promotions, right? Who want to advance in their careers. And again, I go back to, okay, what's the promise in this? And they really, really want this. And sometimes it's about more money. It's about recognition. It's about, you know, having the ability to lead or manage and they get the promotion. And again, they start to uncover that it's not the promised land. You know, people don't behave better just because you got a promotion, <laughs> We need to unpack these subconscious things that are in our head that we're thinking are going to happen once we get that dream. Same thing happening with becoming a C-suite executive, right? I've had many clients who that became one of their aspirational dreams. It was like, this is what I want. And then they arrived. And what happens when they arrive? It's really, really cool that they arrive, but we get on this hedonic treadmill of like, okay, I'm here. The other side is what other things are available. An example of this is more about like in terms of money. You may think like, oh, once I hit this level of income, I'm going to be set, right? I'll have more than enough money. But then you get hungry because you're like, oh, I have this money. So now I can move or I can buy this car or we can go on this trip. And then you find out there's these other trips that are even more expensive. And that not enough feeling, which is shame, keeps coming back. And we thought that living the dream was going to get rid of the shame, right? That's the true promise in a lot of it. And I'm not saying don't go and pursue your dreams, right? Like that's the business I'm in is helping people achieve their dreams. I'm also about how do we work on making sure when we achieve our dreams, we enjoy them. So financially, this happens all the time. People are like, okay, once I hit this, then this is going to be great. And maybe sometimes they're in the promised land with money, you know, and that part is not stressful. And, but then there's other areas in their life that may have obstacles. And we mistakenly think once I have the money, all the other problems won't be around, right? Living the dream does not mean that we're living in the promised land and there aren't any problems. Here's some more examples. Like I have clients who achieve their goals as entrepreneurs. They hit their revenue goals. They hit their sales goals. They get to work with their dream, you know, customers or clients, right? They obtain milestones in their business. They build a team, whatever it is. And it's like, okay, they're living the dream. And they're like, but there's these these issues, right? Some team members don't get along. There's accountability issues, people wanting more, right? So living the dream, when sometimes we get sold the sale of entrepreneurship, like just go and don't work for the man and work for yourself. And it's all fantastic. There's great things. It's amazing to live, you know, be an entrepreneur and there are shit shows. I've said here often, I live an amazing life and there are shit shows everywhere. And it's that ability to hold the tension of both things because they are true. They can both be true. And we often think that like, no, it's either one or the other. And that's not what happens. I've had clients who've had their adult children get married. This is the dream, right? When our kids are young, we have all these fantasies and these dreams about what we want for them. We want them to be happy, right? That's, that's such a dream that we have as parents is we want our kids to be happy. We want somebody to love them and that's going to be good to them. And so it's like, oh, we're living the dream because they're getting married how many weddings, there's lots of shit shows, right? There's people misbehaving, family members aren't, you know, being well behaved. Lots of <laughs> poor behavior comes out in these events. And then as my clients have experienced, it's the dream of, oh, wow, my child is getting married to this human that is fantastic. Our relationships, our way of being is shifting where I'm now getting older, And what does that look like for me? So living the dream is not easy street. And that's the perspective I'm inviting you to look at, not to be, you know, a naysayer or being down. It's about going in with your eyes wide open. It's the same thing about, you know, the people who work in the Formula One industry. They understand that it is a piranha filled world. Right. It's very cutthroat. People tend to fend for themselves, right? And be careful. You they're not, they're not your true best friends. Like we have this, we have this belief of like, and I used to think this, right? And part of it's from the media of like, oh, if you're the Chicago Bulls and you're those five basketball players, you guys are best friends, your families are having hanging out. Isn't that fantastic? And that's probably not true. And I know this even like with club swimming or college swimming, right? Parents want that. I had a, I was recently at a meet and a parent from another team that I wound up talking to had said, like, oh, this is great. This is their community, right? And they're going to have these friends for life. I don't know if that's going to happen, right? Like, I am so, so fortunate that I swam and I swam in college and I swam throughout high school and I get to run into people and I love being part of the swimming community there were many people on my team that didn't like me. There are many people I may not have liked. There are people that, you know, we were teammates with each other. There are people I've lost track of. And then I'm also really lucky because one of my, you know, good, good friends, a person that I love dearly is my friend up in Big Sky, Montana, who I would we'd go vacation with. She swam one year, right? And I was able to get a lifelong friend. So sometimes I share with my kids, if you can get one, that is awesome right? You may not carry them all through. I have another really good friend who, you know, we text occasionally. I haven't seen her in a number of years, right? But if I picked up the phone and called her, she would definitely pick, you know, listen. If I go down to LA and see her, but you know, that, that is the extent. And sometimes we think the dream is, is that we're all connected and there are teams that do do that. You know, we'll have a gathering in April with my husband's team and they'll come together and a lot of them still do a lot of stuff or they do stuff with their families or we'll join them, you know, and that part is really cool to be a part of something like that, right? So living the dream, what is the dream? And are you putting energy into that dream? Are you putting attention into that dream? Are you taking care of that dream, right? That's something that's really important. The other thing that it could be is adult children achieving the dreams that as a parent maybe you never thought was possible, right? Like I sit there in the stands and I'm like, wow, you know, my kids are both division one athletes and, you know, out of the four kids, three of them were all four. swam in college, our oldest, he swam at community college, he's developmentally disabled, but so they all swam and my, I never had the dream that my kids would swim because the statistics actually go against that in terms of coaches having their own kids swim. It doesn't usually carry forward, right? So I didn't have that dream. My dream was my kids needed to know how to swim. Like that was our family rule. Everybody had to learn how to swim. That was not knowing how to swim was not allowed, right? So, and then here I sit in these stands as a parent and my kids are swimmers. I'm like, wow. And there have been times, you know, that they've like made huge accomplishments, gone to the NC2As, right? Like, what a big dream. And you want, as a parent, for it to roll out so that it's the fairy tale ending, right? And it's not, it's not always the fairy tale ending. There's obstacles. And even then, I have to remind myself Corinne, it's not about what does the picture look like, it's about who they become in the process. This is their journey, it is vulnerable to be a parent in the stands. It is vulnerable because we have all this cultural programming of, oh, this is how it's supposed to be. Could they, could they have the fairy tale ending, right? Parents want this all the time. They want their kids to be happy. And I'm not quite sure if in high performance there can be true happiness, maybe after it's done and to reflect back. Right? Even when I swam and I won in college, I was really happy to accomplish that goal. And there was a whole bunch of other shit shows that happened afterwards. right? And then the next year, the vulnerability of becoming a defending national champ. So, But now, of course, I'm really proud. I'm really grateful that I'm not up behind the blocks anymore and having that vulnerability, which I didn't know what it was at the time. And I'm really proud of the accomplishments in my journey as a swimmer it taught me a lot about courage, It taught me a lot about myself. It taught me a lot about having the dream to pursue a goal and accomplishing that goal. And then why I got into coaching in the first place was I made it a lot harder (laughs) because of my mindset of achieving goals. And so now this has become my whole life, (laughs) right? This is what I help people do just outside of the pool now. So I've given you all these different scenarios. And for you to think about what is living your dream? What is the dream that you had? And what is the promise of that said dream? Get really clear. Is there a subconscious thought of, oh, once I have that dream, I'm going to finally be enough and I won't have this shame? Because the thing is, is that even when you achieve those dreams, shame will be there, right? It's not that shame can ever go away. We have shame it's about being resilient to the shame and being able to move through the shame. And maybe you don't have it in that one arena, right? But maybe you have it in others. Like some former athletes can have shame because they can't do what they once did. I'm really clear. I was a swimmer in a different century. Hmm. I, and people still expect me to be swimming to this day. I'm like, it is too cold. <laughs> I might swim a couple times in the summer, but it is too cold. Like, I like the idea of being a swimmer and going swimming. I haven't found my people or my community or the place that I want to do it. So I'm not swimming. Maybe at some future point, I will. But so get really clear, what is the promise of that said dream? And my hunch is, based on experience, is usually some sort of promise land that you're going to have, like once you achieve this dream, you're going to live in the promised land and drink blue drinks. And there's going to be no problems. People are going to totally accept you. You'll be enough. You'll be well-liked. You'll be popular, right? Life will be easy, straight. You'll never have to worry about money again, right? There's always going to be that tension of, do I have enough to live the life that I want, right? Or will I be a person? And I've had clients do this who made huge amounts of money, but was worried about being the person who would make the huge amounts of money and then lose it at some point, right? And being that person, again, there's that vulnerability. I think the promise is we're trying to get rid of shame of not being enough, not being good enough, right? And the vulnerability of uncertainty, emotional exposure and risk. That's the promise that of what we're seeking the dream. It's also really cool to achieve dreams, like enjoy that, really enjoy it. And realizing that living the dream still has shit shows, still has vulnerability, still has fallen down moments and heartache. Recognize the dream you are living in the moment, right? One of the things when I was talking with the parents and one parent said, my, my kids up and down and on, you know, and I said, oh, I, I just don't get on the roller coaster with my kids emotionally, we especially at meets. And they're like, we're on that roller coaster right? Our children are hearts with their brains on it, right? Like, and we have no, especially when you have adult children, we don't have power over it. We can't control it. We can control ourselves, kind of, but not them. And that's really vulnerable. And so I would remind them, I'd say, so what was your dream for your child when they're eight years old, 10 years old? Did you think that this is what they'd be doing? Like, and you think about, and I get chills as I say that, because I think about, you know, the fact that our kids are out there, they're going to school, they're swimming, and they, they're the ones that are, they're finishing. And so many kids opt out for different reasons. It's not judgment, but our kids finished, are finishing. And that is actually the dream. I know we think it has to be, it's like Formula One, you need to win. And this is why I like Formula One, because there are the world champions and there are people that are trying to be P1 and win the races And people get really excited when they score their first points, right? Or when they get P9 or P4, and they're like, wow, that was really good. There was one of the drivers last night on the show that said, You got P4. And he's like, That really felt like I won the race. There can be only one winner in a race, but there's so many opportunities for success and to obtain a dream. So recognizing that we can live this dream and there are challenges and obstacles. And I think the big promise, this is the big lie in our heads, is once we obtain this, all those problems will go away. And that's not real life. And we set ourselves up for a tremendous heartache because we mistakenly believe that once we achieve these dreams, once we obtain them, there won't be challenges. There won't be obstacles that are present. Everything's going to be fine from here on out, right? One of the things I realized, I'm like, okay we've got this, we've got this done, we've got this done. I was like, oh my gosh, like the vulnerability of your adult child and then who they choose to become partners with in their life or become married with in their life is huge, right? You may love them. You may not like them. They may hurt your child. There's tremendous vulnerability. This shit does not get easier, folks. (laughs) So then we have to go back to, okay, what do I need to do to take care of myself so that I can live the dream, be in awe of my life and allow for the shit shows. Hence my Formula One and Taylor Jenkins read Those two things fill me up. <laughs> I get to, They're fun, they're entertainment, right? I love the work that I do. I've been really, you know, working hard at taking care of myself so that I have the courage to live my dream, to live my life. It's so important that we don't lie to ourselves because that's really where the pain is. When we're thinking like, once I have this, once I have this money, this job, this status, once I have this child, this marriage, once my child becomes this, then everything's going to be great. You know, once they do this, then they're going to have friends for life, right? We, we like to have the certainty of how it's going to be because we don't have the capacity to hold space for the vulnerability. And that's why it's like, What is going great? What is the dream? And knowing that, of course, there's going to be shit shows, and that's going to be the learning and the growth and the things to overcome. And that's where there's going to be so much development. And they're going to, our children, ourselves, we're going to gain what I would call like muscles by getting stronger by going through that, as well as resting. That's really important too, so that we can get stronger. So instead of looking at the challenges or obstacles as problems, my invitation is to look at them as things that to overcome, right? And also to be really clear about what is your job to overcome and what is not your job to overcome, you know, depending on like, especially when it's your children, is this your job to fix or is it your job to to sit there in the stands and love them unconditionally, right? And be a support. But in order to be able to overcome the challenges, obstacles, or the problems, we need to make sure that we are filled up so that we have the courage to overcome and to have the energy to overcome, right? There are times that we need to step back and sleep. There's all this invisible stuff that we need to do. We need to sleep. We need to eat well. We need to connect with others. We can't always be in problem-solving mode. And back in the summer of 2020, there was an article and I talked about it on the show about the surge depletion, like, you know, during that shelter in place, people were by August were starting to really lose it because our brains weren't meant to be in such this adrenaline rush of you know, trying to solve things for such a long period of time. And we need to learn how to take care of ourselves, especially in that space of vulnerability. And especially for those of us who, that was like the first time, that was like my version of, you know, this big outside event really impacting me. You know, my mom is a Korean War refugee, right? There are people that have gone through different wars and they've, they've been a part of a global movement that I had not experienced Right. The wars that had happened throughout my life happened somewhere else and didn't directly impact me, even though I knew people or supported people that went through it. But so we get depleted and we need to make sure we take our care of ourselves. So how do you fill yourself up? I've given a couple examples, you know, of entertainment, connecting with friends, going on walks, sleeping's really important. How do you take care of yourself so that you have the courage to live the dream, as well as have the courage to overcome the obstacles? So my invitation for you today is go in with your eyes wide open. Check in with yourself and remind yourself, this is the dream from 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. And allow yourself to be in awe of your life in those moments. And being in awe in those moments doesn't mean you have it all figured out or it isn't hard or there aren't other obstacles. There will always be shit shows, But allow yourself to be in awe. Allow yourself to have your breath taken away by the dream you're living. This, my friend, is so important because we need to fill ourselves up was an awesome lesson for her to incorporate into her life. Go to the show notes and there's a link in the show notes where you can sign up and get these emails in your box. On a lake. She is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so wide.